Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of Salem United Methodist Church Conway. You can find us on the web at salemumcconway.org. Our epistle lesson for today will be from the book of Romans, the fifth chapter, verses one through five. If you want to, you can follow along on the screens. Uh, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For our gospel lesson this morning, it comes to us from the gospel of John. Chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. John 16, 12 through 15. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are for you today and we give you thanks for your word to us. We give you thanks for your servant Paul and for the community of believers in Rome. We give you thanks for the epistle to them that instructs us as well as it did them. Father, we ask that you open our hearts and our minds to hear your message to us today. A message you have to tell us for how we should live the Christian life. Use me, Lord, as your instrument of truth and grace, speaking through me and in spite of me. In your name we pray. Amen. May 22nd, 1994 was a great day. 22 years ago today, I began a journey in faith. 22 years ago today, I celebrated a beginning. That beginning was my confirmation into the United Methodist Church as a full professing member. You see, confirmation is a great day of celebration, one that is easily mistaken as celebrating an end. But in reality, it's only the beginning as the spiritual lives of these confirmands are just now beginning to take shape. There's a long road ahead of them from this point until they hear those most coveted words that we all long to hear. Well done, my good and faithful servant. In their baptism and in confirming their baptism, they are being reborn anew. 
regenerated within the saving grace of Jesus Christ who washes away our sins and gives us the justifying grace needed to move forward along the journey toward sanctification, that goal of fully loving God and fully loving our neighbor. Today is a day of great rejoicing, not because we've come to the end, for this isn't a graduation of sorts, but because we are at a beginning The beginning of a great journey in faith. A journey that gives us hope for the future. Because of this journey and our hope, we should rejoice, as Paul tells us in our text from Romans. How can terrorist attacks be prevented? Paris attackers silent in court. Second girl rescued from a terrorist group. Shooting suspect dragged from court. These are just a few headlines from the news this week. You see, we live in a world of turmoil. We don't know peace. Since World War II, we as the world community have conducted over 100 wars. Violent crime is on the rise each year, and it seems as if weekly I hear new stories of spousal abuse, murder, hatred, and violence. As Christians, we talk about peace a lot, but many of us haven't discovered God's perfect peace in our lives, his perfect peace that leads to rejoicing. The first verse of our passage from Romans 5 tells us that since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But do we know this peace? Have we experienced this peace in our lives? Lloyd Ogilvie relates a wonderful story about a piccolo player who was the most consistent orchestra member getting ready for a grand performance. Week after week for months, the piccolo player attended all the rehearsals and followed the guidance of the conductor, everything that he was told to do. One day, the conductor wanted to publicly acknowledge the piccolo player's faithfulness to the rehearsals. He wanted the rest of the musicians to follow this piccolo player's example. So the conductor had the man stand and began a lengthy praise for his orchestra member. Finally, the piccolo player raised his hands and replied, Sir, I want you to know that I can't make the performance, but I've been here at all the rehearsals just to make up for it. Ogilvy commented, I know many piccolo player Christians who aren't at all at the rehearsal, who are at all the rehearsals, but who don't show up for the performance. What Ogilvy is getting at is that the piccolo player Christians haven't discovered the reality of God's peace in their lives because they still have walls in their hearts that keep them from experiencing this peace. They're roadblocks in the journey of faith. So, what roadblocks do you have? In your journey of faith, what roadblocks do you have that are keeping you from this peace? Is it unconfessed sin, broken dreams, despair, doubt, fear, or loneliness? Paul tells us in Romans 5, we don't have to live with the roadblocks to peace. God gives us peace through Jesus Christ who brings direction, hope, certainty, knowledge, love, and salvation as we are justified. It's through justification 
that we have hope and we are to rejoice because of our hope. Salvation or justification, the very thing that we recognize here today in the acts that these confirmands are going to perform through baptisms, confirmation, reaffirming our faith, it only comes to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who offered his life as a substitute for all of us so that we may have eternal life with God. Salvation is not simply an extension to life, but it is a quality of life. God's desire is that we allow him to save us. However, we aren't always willing to take the lifeline that he has offered. There's a story told about a man who's been in a flood. You've probably heard it. If so, just bear with me. I think it fits what I'm trying to say today. A terrible storm came into town, and local officials sent out an emergency warning that the riverbanks would soon be overflowing and the flood nearby homes. They ordered everyone in the town to evacuate immediately. But a faithful Christian man heard the warning and decided to stay, saying to himself, God will save me. I'm not in danger. I believe in a divine miracle that will happen to save me. And so the neighbors came by his house and said to him, we're leaving and there's room for you in our car. Will you please come with us? The man said, no, I have faith that God will save me. Thank you. As the man stood on his porch watching the water rise up the steps, a man in a canoe paddled by and called to him, hurry and come into my canoe. The water is rising quickly. The man said, that's okay. I have faith. God will save me. The floodwaters rose higher pouring water into his living room, and the man had to retreat to the second floor, which by a police motorboat came by and saw him out the window, and they hollered for him to come, and he shouted back, that's okay. Use your time and your space to save someone else. I have faith. God will save me. The floodwaters rose higher and higher, and the man had to climb up to his rooftop. A helicopter spotted him and dropped down a rope ladder. A rescue officer came down the ladder and pleaded with the man, grab my hand and I'll pull you up. You can come with me. And the man stood there with his arms crossed and said, I'm not going anywhere. I have faith. God will save me. Shortly after this, the house broke apart from the floodwaters and they swept the man away and he drowned. When in heaven, the man stood before God and asked, I put all of my faith in you. Why didn't you come and save me? And God said, son, I sent you a warning. I sent you a car. I sent you a canoe, a motorboat, and a helicopter. What more are you looking for? You see, Jesus offers us all salvation. However, not all will be saved because some will refuse the lifeline that he has thrown to them. Don't miss the peace and joy that Jesus offers today. The peace and joy that causes us to rejoice in the hope that he has poured out upon us through the Holy Spirit. Verse 5 of our passage from Romans tells us that God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Spirit. It is the love poured out upon us that allows us to rejoice in the hope of God and to rejoice in our sufferings. As suffering produces endurance and endurance character which our scripture tells us character gives us hope. Friends, we all need this hope and endurance to make it along the journey of discipleship, the journey these confirmands are in the beginning of. We accomplish this through being led by the Holy Spirit, as I preached on last week.
We're filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit to overcome the spiritual battles along the journey. Given endurance and hope, which allows us to rejoice in the journey. To rejoice in the glory of God, living in a state of great joy. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, in his comments on the marks of a Methodist says, A Methodist is therefore happy in God. Yea, always happy as having in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life and overflowing his soul with peace and joy. Perfect love, having now cast out fear, he rejoices evermore. He rejoices in the Lord always, even in God his Savior and in the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom he hath now received the atonement. Having found redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of his sins, he cannot but rejoice whenever he looks back on his horrible pit out of which he is delivered. When he sees all his transgressions blotted out as a cloud and his iniquities as a thick cloud, he cannot but rejoice whenever he looks on the state wherein he, is, he now is, being justified freely and having peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For he that believeth hath the witness of this in himself being now the Son of God by faith, because he is a Son of God, hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into his heart, crying, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself beareth witness with his Spirit that he is a child of God. He rejoices also whenever he looks forward in hope and glory that shall be revealed. Thus his joy is full, and all his bones cry out, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy hath begotten me again to a living hope of an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away. We rejoice today as these confirmands begin their journey because of the great work of salvation that is being completed in them as their transgressions are blotted out as they receive the gift of atonement, forgiveness for their sins that they have committed, as the Spirit is poured out upon them. Yes, the journey is only beginning, and it's a hard road ahead, but we have hope in God our Father, who has given us peace through our justification by faith. And for that, we shall always rejoice. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. We hope you will join us in worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. We're located at 1018 Salem Road in Conway, Arkansas.